Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I'm Veronica. This is my wife, C. Hello. And we are doing a podcast or starting a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting a podcast because, um, I mean, quite frankly, we're really fucking interesting. So <laughs> people tell us we're interesting for sure. Um, and people always have questions about the stuff that we do in our life because it seems like a lot. <laughs> So we just thought we'd start somewhere and, um, you know, our hope is that through this podcast, we'll be able to help other parents of all kinds and any other entrepreneurs that are like us. Yes. Give them a little hope. You're not alone. You're not alone <laughs> in your failures specifically. <laughs> and yes. if you have successes, you hopefully you're not alone in those either. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's see. So the name of our uh, new podcast is going to be... Real combos with C and Veronica. Yeah. That's just because we're having conversations. You get to listen. Yeah. And Pretty self-explanatory. We want it to be like as broad as possible just because we want to talk about everything. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of stuff. So we're going to talk about ourselves. If you don't know Veronica and myself, we met in I don't know what year, but we were skating roller derby at the time. Um, I think it was like 2009, 2010 because that's whenever I started. She wasn't even sit up straight. I'm like, anyways, um, yeah. So I started in 2009. I don't think we really got acquainted until maybe the end of that year, beginning of 2010, just because we weren't on the same teams. And um, eventually, we became on a similar team. I mean, if you don't know anything about roller derby, this is yeah. a little bit too complicated. Just know that when we met, we were. It's crazy 88 and Southern Vice and I was uh, 44. Yes, <laughs> I was a jammer and she was a blocker. And if you know anything about roller derby, that means she was trying to knock me on my booty <laughs> all the time. Yes. And she succeeded a couple of times. Actually, the first time she got my attention, she knocked me over and I was like, who the heck is that? Because <laughs> nobody was ever really able to hit her. Like, And mine were very like, I don't know, once in a blue moon, I got a good one on her, but... Otherwise, it was her making me look silly because she was spinning around me or whatever else. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> but those days are past us now, and yeah. now we're married. Um, 20-something kids later, we're foster parents. So let me mention that first. We don't have 20-something children in our home. Um, we've been foster parents for like eight years. Yeah. Um, our first placement was actually adopted a year later. She's almost 10 now. Yeah. She is our first... Um, I guess our firstborn, but our second oldest. Um, and yeah, so we started with her and we kept going ever since. Yes. After that, we had a baby together on purpose. Yes. In our house. <laughs> she didn't give birth in our house, but we conceived him. That's a lot of information. Yeah, to clarify, in case you're wondering. <laughs> People, we have to say those things. People think, oh, she came to the relationship pregnant or cheated, or cheated. on me. Yeah, no. Um, it was on purpose. Anyway, so we had a baby together. He's now six. Mm-hmm. He's our youngest. Mm-hmm. And then we adopted our now 19-year-old. She was 14 at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, our most recent family success has been that we adopted our third child. Yeah, she's our third adoption. Sort of. Technically, yeah. Anyways, um, it was in October. And she had been with, in care with us for two years, and we completed the adoption, and now she's Alex forever. So yes, yeah. she's a Gardez. Very happy to have her. So now we have two nine-year-old daughters. 
Yes. One's about to be 10, and um, the younger, they're like, what, six or seven months apart? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But they're in, like, can we say their names? Yeah. Okay, they're so. Not <laughs> Chris they're not in care anymore, so <laughs> for the record, when children are in foster care, you are not allowed to say their names, talk about their case anyway, or post photos of them with their faces on any type of social media websites anything so yes our children we could talk about <laughs> yes so christy's one of ours she's nine and in second grade and then olivia is our other nine-year-old she's in fourth grade <laughs> yeah so they're different um developmentally but same age so yeah it's always fun size. to tell people like yeah i have two nine-year-olds like oh are they twins no not at all. <laughs> and like one's brown hair, one's blonde hair. They're as different as two people can possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So, I mean, that's pretty much our... That's our parenting experience. When let's, let's go back to entrepreneurship. When Ryder was about one, we were like, hey, our life's way too easy. Let's start a business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Our life's way too easy on top of all the foster care we're doing. <laughs> We were fostering this. Oh, that's true. That was, that was the year so we took off. So that was just more complication later on. I'll let yeah. her finish. <laughs> yeah, so we started a, a real estate business. Uh, Veronica's our real estate agent. Ooh, <laughs> and me. I'm the real estate investor side. Um, and we're, we're working on becoming a successful business. I still work as a physical therapist, which was my what I went to school for for like 100 years. And yeah. it's uh, still the main means of income. But we're hoping to graduate just our own business at some point. Which, for the record, we're we're successful as in we're doing good. <laughs> um, we're not where we want to be, which is fine because it takes time. And that's just a little hard to remember. <laughs> um, but we're still doing good, you know. And I th- I'd like to think that we've done fairly well with it because we've been able to help other people um, when they've come to us asking for advice on investing or real estate and parenting sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, we've got really good fail stories for yeah. parenting and entrepreneurship, really. Like, we can tell you how to not do things great. We're, we're getting to where we can tell you how to do things successfully. So yeah. we're basically every single reality TV show wrapped into one. We're a lesbian couple. We play roller derby. We flip houses. We're foster parents. Yes. Um, so we are interesting as hell. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got all the hats on. Yes, and um, I think we're, a, what do they call it? A master of none. Yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. That's us. We haven't mastered any of these things yet, but we're we're giving it all a try. That's true. But yes, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so we're starting the podcast to share experiences for parenting and entrepreneurship. Um, but just to start off, we were going to talk about our most recent adoption with Christy, and, and and you can kind of see the whole, the full circle of foster care and actually getting to adopt a child at the end um, with this one because it, it it took a little while. It wasn't an clear and easy yeah. road. I mean, um, but. Sh- She's stable now. Yeah, so our first two, also to share another fostering story. Um, as I mean, far sure, as the like, long... intro Christy story and then back. Well, I just want to tell you real quick because she said that um, we got there, it took a little bit longer, and we got to really experience a lot more with it. And that's because our first two were, they weren't easy, but they were easier. Like within a year, our first two adoptions out of foster care was Olivia's our first one. Skylar was our other one, and, you know, within a year, they were both adopted, so those things went fairly quickly for what it normally takes, but Christy's story. (laughs) So um, Christy was actually placed with a younger brother of hers, um, and they had different fathers, so the little boy was placed with another brother and their father, probably maybe a month after he was placed with us, maybe less. That was pretty short. Yeah, it was quick. 
Um, so she has other biological half siblings, but she's the only one in our house. None of our kids are biologically related. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, so she's dating care. I think they tried to do a home study on a grandma or something, and it's a couple of relatives that didn't work out. Didn't and... pan out. They didn't pass the home study. Um, so then she was just sitting in care for like a year, and then I think the dad got out of jail, which happens sometimes, and they gave him an extension on his uh, work that they have to do, which is all the parenting classes and paying child support and et cetera, et cetera, right? Is there anything else? No, this is just my, I don't know if we're going to tell this part. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, that happens sometimes. Like, a parent will be out of commission a while, and then they come back. It's yeah. life. It happens. I mean we're not judging in any manner we've made mistakes ourselves so many (laughs) it is what it is so he got an extension um and tried to work some services he just wasn't able to for whatever reason and we went to mediation i'll let you tell the mediation part because i feel like i'm doing all the talking (laughs) um i mean we have another video on it that's out there and we were driving in the car on the way there but it was definitely quite an experience. We went and sat in a room with a bunch of other people that are um, party to the case, I guess, in some way. And uh, we just talked about, like, what we wanted for her. And, you know, if um, either parent was willing to relinquish their rights, um, what were we willing to do or give back in return? And, you know, in my my brain, I'm thinking, this is going to take all day, like what parent wants to just voluntarily do this like without a fight um and I don't know their circumstances in any way but that's not how it went and we got to meet um her biological dad and um you know to be quite honest I bawled my eyes out in front of him (laughs) and he cried a little bit too and I mean I think it was just something that we all agreed was we wanted what was best for her and that was for her to stay with us and um you know we walked away with mediation and knowing that she was going to stay with us and that her dad was okay with that and that we're okay with him being in her life too just so that she can maintain the stability that she had and just I guess have I don't know if better is the right word a better life but stable I try to stick with stable life yeah because a lot of times when um parents aren't stable they move around a lot switch schools the kids are having to switch families and friends a lot so um just trying to create a stable lifestyle because you can tell when the kids are in foster care and they don't know where they're going they don't know if they're gonna be at our house in a week um they're you can tell their little brains are just like confused and worried and and stressed out and i think even christy when she's been adopted she's just that whatever aura is gone and she's just this is where she lives this is where she's going to stay. She is going to mm-hmm. get to see her dad. Like, he's not gone forever. And, and it took the whole two years for her to be comfortable. I mean, and she wasn't, like, so uncomfortable that she was misbehaving or things like that. Like, you could just tell, though, that initially, like, when... Like, she loves us, and I know she does. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, like, good night, mommy. Like, <laughs> she wasn't, you know letting herself just get fully invested because she didn't know and then I mean it was like the week that she was adopted it I mean it went away so quick and you could just feel such a difference and um when she interacted with us like same interactions but she let her guard down um which is cool 
Yeah, for sure. So we'll just do the best we can, raising her into a grown-up person and try to maintain the relationship between her and her father because what I always tell the kids is that you're only a child for a really short period of part of your life and then you have to be a grown-up and you can decide who to have relationships with and not and you can protect yourselves in those relationships. Um, So then that would be a better time for her to reunite with her parents and grandparents or whatever. Um, So that's that's the road we're on now (laughs) is... Yeah. just trying to maintain <laughs> yes yeah. absolutely so we have um five children right now uh christy was the fourth official fourth um and we have one little boy that's still in care so you know that is still kind of just here and there <laughs> that's, that's all i can say about it really is that it's an ongoing process, you know, and it's over when it's over, I guess. Um, and when we don't know what's going on, like, we don't know where he's going to be in six months, he certainly doesn't. Like, yeah. he knows less information than us, and uh, his behavior shows that when he's confused, he's just a little more... His anxiety exhibits and just hyperactivity. He just wants to ping all over the place, and um, I don't know. He When he gets stability, he'll be doing better. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever that is. I mean, permanency, stability, whatever you want to call it. They just, you know, need to know what to expect. And that's a lot of with parenting in general is that if you just tell them what to expect in the next hour or the next day, they can kind of relax about it. Like, okay, we're going to have lunch at noon and then we're going to go skating after that. Yes. Bedtime's at eight. And just get them into a routine. They relax. And that, you know, you can extrapolate that into where you're going to be in six months. Yeah. <laughs> they can calm down a little bit if they know where they're where home is yeah so like part of our foster parenting program that our agency has us do is um we have actual sheets that are on their doors to their rooms that say this is what your day is like and it you know by the hour um for them it does say like eight to three you're in school from three to three thirty you come home and you have a snack you know like it's down to the minute (laughs) regimented Um, yeah, and it, it makes me a little bit crazy, if I'm being honest. But, I mean, it works for them. Like, as long as they know something that's coming next, it's super beneficial for them. Yes. And if plans change, you know, only one of them kind of starts to lose it a little <laughs> bit. But I try pretty hard to, hey, this is our plan for today. I don't know if anything will change. I always add that because then if you don't, it's like, well, you said we were doing this. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, um, that's my number one parenting rule is... Do what you say you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do, absolutely. Yes. And if you have to change it for some reason, that better be a really, really good explanation. Like, you had a baseball game, but it's raining. Not my fault. Yes. But it, <laughs> you will have a makeup game. Oh my god, remember that one time where D, baby D, our little lion... He was supposed to have a Cub Scouts parade. Oh. <laughs> and it oh was my like God. and it was like snowing or icing, which yes. never happens here. And he threw a fit. He what did he say? It was so mad. His quote. I don't remember. No, that's when he was like, I hate Christmas. Oh. <laughs> he was so mad. Like it's, we were trying to put lights up outside and stuff, and he was just so PO'd <laughs> that um, it didn't happen. And we're like, buddy, we're sorry, we didn't we can't control the weather, like it's not our fault. Um yeah, it was pretty humorous though now. And now it's funny. And yeah. then it was like, oh my God, how are we going to make him believe in life again? Yeah. Just like... Yes, I think in the moment, I am going to be honest, I think I just died laughing. <laughs> uh, but he was serious and I didn't realize it because like the kids were playing and he was just starting mad about it. And he got tackled by his little sister, so he got more <laughs> pissed. And 
it was just all downhill for him from there and I laughed hysterically and then I was like oh shit you're serious like I'm so sorry (laughs) we'll fix this um yeah so those things happen but it's a little bit about our fostering background and we'll have lots of stories to tell um you more about we'll try to leave it at that which I'm not certain that that isn't just a cliffhanger for you but you know feel free to ask we're open books about it for sure um the other main part of our life is being entrepreneurs and business owners um and the ups and downs we have with that so we we listen to a lot of podcasts to help keep ourselves encouraged and when we're having a bad day just like okay everybody has a bad day here's what you do to get back on the right path so hopefully we can come back around with that do you have any work experience things you'd like to share um yes but to kind of go off of what she's saying too about listening to podcasts one of the biggest things that I've learned from listening to someone else is you know they always say like the biggest entrepreneurs the biggest millionaires start their day at like four or five in the morning and in my head I'm like who in the world wants to do that (laughs) um and I absolutely hate being woken up by my children because you know they're kids they're rambunctious and they're like mommy mommy (laughs) like and it scares the shit out of you when you're in deep sleep but so one of the biggest things I learned from it was she was saying that you know to try to wake up before them because if you don't and they wake you up you wake up and your day starts being on the defense and so I've worked a lot harder on being up before them and I think that's helped a lot because otherwise if I wake up and they made me mad because they woke me up in some crazy way then it's so hard to come back from that (laughs) and um yeah so I just wanted to say that I guess like that's one of the things I've the biggest thing I've taken away from podcasts is start your day before everyone else so that you can start on the offense and have a good day um and like she said stay motivated because that's a big thing yeah I can't think of one main thing I've learned from podcasts. Um, I think something I quoted earlier from a Tony Robbins something video podcast, I'm not sure, was that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. We were trying to figure out um, a system on cold calling um, possible buyers, which she hates (laughs) doing. Um, And there's scripts on how to do that for them through Keller Williams, who she works for. A lot of real estate agents have free scripts on how to call and how to talk to people. And um, she doesn't want to do it that way. But what I said was that, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to do it the same way as successful people are doing it. You can give it your little personal tweak. Yeah. Yeah. But the main thing is just copy the successful people and hopefully the success will come that way. I will say that we're not super successful yet. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? We're doing good. I mean, like... For me in my real estate business, I work primarily off of um, the people I know and referrals. So, you know, if that has ever been you, I appreciate that more than you know. Um, And I think that's probably one of my bigger strengths is that when I develop relationships with people that they know that I'm genuine and I care about them probably more than I care about myself sometimes, which I know is not something you're supposed to do, but it's just, you know, that's how I was raised. Um, My mom always put everyone else first, and I think I do that too with everything, um, so much that sometimes my wife has to remind me, like, hey, we're here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like, I'm working on um, expanding my business, and cold calling is part of that, which is something I don't like doing, but you know, I'll get there. It'll happen, and... um, one of the things that I'm doing right now in my business that I'm really excited about, I got this idea from somebody else, is 
we've already said we're foster parents and we're both extremely passionate about foster care in general. So we try to get more involved with um, our agency in any way that we can to help. But right now, specifically, the way that I'm using that because I want to be able to give back is for anyone that have worked with before that has refers, I'm sorry, that has referrals that for people that are buying or selling, then for right now until the end of the year, I'm doing a, I give 10% of my commission back to our agency or to a charity of that person's choice, whoever referred me. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Like it was just an idea from somebody else and I was like, wow, that's so great. Like I don't think I can take any more foster kids right now, but I still want to give back and that sounds awesome. We'll talk about a little bit about that next time, maybe uh, being burnt out and knowing your limits as a parent and a foster parent. So you can only give what you have and if you're all out, then, you know, take a break. Got to have some self-care. Yes. Notice there's no kids around right now. <laughs> this is our version of self-care is <laughs> yeah. recording podcasts and, and videos for other people to share our, share in our misery. I mean, experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves to know they're not alone in this world whenever they have their own crazy shit going on. That's us. <laughs> For come sure. to us and you're not alone <laughs> for sure all right i guess we'll wrap it up with that and uh we're gonna try to do this every week so hopefully we'll catch you guys next monday yes all right <laughs> until That's next time yeah feel free to call us on it too because that will help us you know stay accountable everyone needs a little bit of help every once in a while so. or a lot in our case yes all right talk to you guys later Hey guys, it's Veronica and C, and we are back at this again. <laughs> um, it is, what's today's date? January 5th, 2020, and it's been a month since our last podcast. We're terrible at doing this weekly like we hope to do. So. Well, let's just say we took the holidays off and we're starting new, fresh and new for the new year. Yes. We, That's what happened. We will get this done. <laughs> All right, so first podcast of the new year is going to be about being present where your feet stand. Yep. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, it means get off your fucking phone and listen to <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, it's about putting all the distractions aside and just being present where you are. Yes, enjoying the moment. <laughs> Excuse me. Not through the lens of your phone or through pictures previously. Just stand there and enjoy what's going on in front of you. Um, and these are part of our New Year's resolutions, but generally it's just a good rule of thumb for your life. <laughs> yeah, um, it was something that I learned probably last February. It kind of hit me. I was away from my family, and I was at a big convention for real estate. And I remember coming home, or maybe it wasn't at home, I don't know, I talked to my wife, C, and <laughs> was telling her that someone had, another agent was in there, and she, she's very successful, and she said it took her a long time to really understand be present where your feet stand and it just kind of you know smacked me in the face and I came home and told her and she's like I've been telling you this forever <laughs> because you know you let your life get so consumed by all of the distractions that you forget to pay attention to what's going on around you sometimes and sometimes you have to hear it from someone else or <laughs> yeah she has to hear everything from someone else but yeah that's all right <laughs> um so we set all these new year's resolutions last time we talked about staying motivated and little things we were going to start to do to chip away at our um, goals for the new year and for our business and, and for our family in general 
Um, <clears throat> so we've talked about that a little bit, but today we're going to talk about being present along the journey towards those goals uh, and talk about how we don't have to wait until you achieve the goals to celebrate and to enjoy your life. Um, so don't forget there's life happening every second of the day. Stop and smell the roses, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had a patient one time, we were walking outside, this is when I was doing home health, and he literally stopped and smelled one of the roses. I was like, well, good for you! <laughs> and he is retired at like 80 years old, so he had time to do that, but that was a good metaphor for life. Like, don't wait till you're retired to stop and smell the roses. Yeah, I mean, I have um, a new client that I got over the break, and um, I was talking, so it's a property that I'm listing, and... It's by a company, but it's a husband and wife. And so I was talking to the wife about some stuff that, you know, we do in our life that, you know, I'm in real estate, um, that we're foster parents and just kind of talking about all those things. And I guess it just never really occurred to me because I am so distracted by everything in life. She just looked at me and she was like, wow, I mean, you should be really proud of yourself because you're only 34 and you've accomplished so much that you're a mom of five children, you're a foster mom, you have your real estate business, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I have done all that, like, I just <laughs> forget to stop and be proud of myself for a minute for having accomplished everything I have, like, I don't know, when I look back at being younger, I think I'm way, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've... Yes, thank you. <laughs> Surpassed that line of what I would have wanted to accomplish by the time I'm 35. And I just forgot that because I'm so busy with life that, you know, I just didn't pay attention. And so when she stopped me to tell me that, I kind of was like, oh. Like, yeah, I, good for me. Yeah, I took a deep <laughs> breath and I was like, holy crap, I have done all that. Like, you know, I've heard have other people give me compliments, but I try to be very humble about things and... Nah, I'm not doing that good, but <laughs> like, yeah, we have, we've done really good for ourselves. So that's just one of the things is, you know, on this journey of where we really want to be in life, like, holy shit, we've done really well. Yeah. Good for us. <laughs> Take a minute and pat ourselves. Yeah. Back. Um, Okay, so our New Year's resolutions for myself was to take better care of myself. I'm nearing 40, even though my children think I'm 25, and I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> um, but I am almost 40, but when I turned 30, I ran a half marathon. So this year, I would like to run a marathon by the end of the year. Not necessarily a, a race like the White Rock Marathon, but maybe just like 13 miles out and 13 miles back from my house. I don't know. Um, just to see if my body can still do it, really. Um, and then Veronica, what's your New Year's? Um, mine has been this year to really focus on that whole saying, you know, success is just outside your comfort zone and try to do more things that are outside of my comfort zone that will lead me to success in different ways. For example, the listing that I am about to, um, a property I'm about to put on the market is someone that I just picked up the phone and called them because I knew that they expired and, um, what that means, sorry if you don't know what that is real quick, is when a property is on, on the market and it's set for a certain amount of time, that time is over and it, it expires and then, you know, another agent can try to pick it up. So that's what I did. I called somebody and I was honest with them. I told them, I said, usually I don't do this, but I just thought I would try to call and see if you'd be willing to talk to me to see what we can do. And he was, and he was super nice. And, 
Um, we just talked about what he's looking for and I'm going to list their property and, you know, super outside of my comfort zone, but I did it. And he was the only one I did that day. So I just need to push myself to do more of those things and, um, not just real estate, but something else I'm going to do that I need to <laughs> prepare for, I think. And I'm sure C forgot about this is in April, we're doing a mud run. It's like a 3k and we've already signed up for it. We have. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it because that's something that, you know. A 3K or a 5K that's 3.2 miles? 5K. I don't know. It's a mud run. It's something (laughs) we've never done before that I'm sure even out of shape, C would probably kick my ass at. So (laughs) I need to start jogging a little bit so I can try to keep up with her. I don't know. I I did start the running last week. I, I ran one whole mile, which has sort of been my threshold for probably three or four months. And it's still hard. Like, the one mile is not getting any easier. You know, I find it's easy whenever we make Olivia run with us because I can't stop, you know, and I've only done it with her a couple of times. She's done it way more. But when we make our 10 year old daughter run with us, like I feel like I am like, fuck yeah, I got this done. I feel good. Like I don't feel tired when I'm by myself. I'm like, I'm dying after four blocks. I don't know. But when she's with us, it definitely motivates me to be better and not look like I'm dying and I do it every time so (laughs) I find it more difficult with her because I'm stubborn anyways and with myself but with her I have to tell her to stop whining the whole time and so I'm like out of breath like stop whining (laughs) we're almost there (coughs) excuse me she's a she's a little hard-headed I have no idea where she gets that from yeah um so along the lines of be present in your what was that be Be present present where your feet feet stand. stand yeah we're going to go ahead and be proud of ourselves for our small accomplishments we've made along the way to our goals already. Yeah. So look at me. I ran one whole mile. Um, also, my resolution isn't just to run. It's to take care of my body in general. I need to go to the doctor and get on any medications that they subscribe and stop blowing them off because I'm not that young anymore. If they say I have high cholesterol, I should probably listen this time and not just be like, eh. Like yeah. last time I went, I was like, no, nah, I'm 33. I'm not going to be on any medications. I'm fine. And uh, it's like seven years later. Maybe I should check that out again before I See, die of a coronary. And something that I'm going to be proud of, which I don't know if a lot of people would be proud of this, but one thing that I did to kind of take a step in that direction as far as having better health is last year, um, in August, I wasn't losing any weight when I do any type of workout, even if it is, you know, for a while we were doing it for a couple months and I was <laughs> not losing anything. Anyways, I talked to my doctor and I asked her like for a diet pill, I'm going to be honest. And I took a diet pill for a couple months and I don't know, maybe like three months that I took it and I lost like 20 pounds, which I don't know, I guess I just feel proud that I even asked and that it did so much for me and I've been keeping the weight off. So yay, yay for me. And I didn't know I had 20 pounds to lose, but I did. And I can definitely tell a difference. I feel a little bit better. I also started doing intermittent fasting, if anyone knows what that is, and I think I'm getting C on board with it. It's basically where you only eat for a certain period throughout the day. Um, You know, the last time I eat is probably around, we eat dinner at 6 o'clock, sometimes I eat something around 7 at night, and then I don't eat again until like lunchtime the next day, sometime between 12 and 2. And I only eat between 12 and 7 or like 2 and 7, depending on when I actually start eating. But I noticed a big difference as far as my energy. And if I eat breakfast in the morning, then I feel throughout the day like I'm hungover and I feel like shit and (laughs) I feel so bad. So I just started doing that more and 
I just noticed a difference in my energy and hopefully it works for you too. <laughs> we'll see. But that's something that I started doing differently last year. So I started New Year's resolution a little bit early like you're supposed to for it to work. <laughs> Can't start on January 1st. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and be proud of ourselves so that one of the lessons we learned from our very expensive um, coaching program we signed up for for real estate uh, probably five years ago is uh, celebrate all wins. Yeah. And if you, yeah. <laughs> so you do. If you're familiar with that lesson, then you've also paid way too much for your real estate <laughs> education. Congratulations. Yes. Well, the police will take away that you should celebrate all wins, even if it's just you ran a mile or asked for diet pills or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's all good. So throughout the day when you need a pick me up or just sit in your car or wherever and go car <laughs> do it all day to make you laugh and you know be proud of something that you did for sure what else do we do should we be proud of? well I started real estate classes because she I did <laughs> I'm excited for her <laughs> because I have to get my license in order to property manage other people's property and I plan to at least property manage my parents property because one of my goals one of my long-term goals is to help them retire um, lucratively, both of our parents, maybe my aunts too, that, that don't have any children, they live in California, um, just to make their retirement easy and have some cash flowing properties so they don't have to just rely on social security and things like that. Um, so I do need to be able to property manage their properties if they'll let me. I'm sure um, they will. <laughs> and if you're listening and you want help, feel free to reach out to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right now I'm doing it for free for my parents because I learned in my classes Hey, you can do it uh, without a license as long as you're doing it for free. So that's what I'm doing at the present moment until I finish. And, and I would like to say one thing that I'm proud of myself of. I was laying in bed my our son, who's six, still insists that we lay down with him at bedtime. Feel free to judge. Um, <laughs> or don't. <He's> adorable. <laughs> and I'll usually uh, sit there and read my real estate classes on my phone. And um, he was just being really wiggly and I don't know. He wasn't really falling asleep, so I put my phone down. And I just sat there and I rubbed his nose and I sang to him, which is so cute. Don't cry. <laughs> um, and uh, it was I was proud of myself in that moment for taking a minute and just spending time with him. Yeah. I've been doing that a little bit more when I lay down with him, like, which is why I've been falling asleep. <laughs> I usually keep my phone out because I know when I lay down with him, if I don't, that he's going to cuddle me and I'm going to pass out immediately. And so like the last week, every time I've laid down with him, I think when I finally go to bed, C's already in bed sleeping. It's like midnight because I fell asleep <laughs> with him. I put my phone down and he just cuddles in my arms. And like, I don't know. What starts it usually is I have my phone and I'm like, okay, I need to put my phone down. And he'll just roll over and he'll give me a hug and he'll kiss my face. And then I'm like, okay, put my phone down <laughs> and I immediately cuddle with him and I pass out. Like, it's hard not to whenever you're laying with your babies, not <laughs> to just fall asleep with them when they're being all cute and stuff. Yeah. So definitely yeah, take so time. It's definitely a win too. Yeah. And he's going to get old enough one day where he's not going to want us to lay down. So that's why we do it. <laughs> I mean, know. we've been saying that he's six now. So he's six. In, he's not in 10. A, in so. a couple years, maybe. I don't know. I had yeah. a friend tell me that her son was 10 and like still crawled in bed with her. <laughs> now she was a single mom. I don't know if that's any different, but. I'm sure it is. Like imagine not ever having me around. You'd be lonely. <laughs> And you want someone close to you. Like, we, <laughs> as humans, um, crave companionship, even if it's from our babies. So, no That's judgment true. there. <laughs> and it makes you closer to your kids. So, make sure you love on them and cuddle them and lay with them whenever they want you to. Because <laughs> one day, you're not going to be able to. <sighs> yeah. That's a little bit depressing. <laughs> Although, with him, we might. Because he's 
very persistent that he's going to be a grown-up still living with us <laughs> who is also going to be married and have children and live living with us so who knows <laughs> i don't know we can't all of that that's too many of them no no <laughs> We'll have to put portables out in the back of our yard or something. Yeah, they all have their own separate little housing units. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so um, something else that we do, I don't even know how to get back on track with after all that, <laughs> but um, something with our New Year's, I wouldn't say New Year's resolution, we've been trying to do this more and more, and we've gotten better at it, um, getting together at least once a week and just making sure that we're really aware of what our goals are and uh, working extra hard on gaining that clarity that we need to have to be successful with them. <laughs> yeah, we kind of finish our business meeting, set up this podcast, and then record. So if, we've, if we're recording a podcast, then we had our successful business meeting, which is usually just like breakfast at somewhere at our house sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like when the kids are around. Like right now they're all at church with C's parents, so we're able to have a meeting and talk to each other. Um, yeah in general about life business <laughs> everything it's really the only thing, time we get to right now because i work full time and then the kids are at home when i get home and the weekends they're always around so yes it's it's difficult to find a, a minute to talk to each other before i had to work full time i just worked on the weekends and then so we would have time during the week to sit down and have a business meeting so it's it's getting a little more difficult but we're trying to squeeze it in yeah we we're making it, it work it's uh, it's helpful when the grandparents take over for a few hours for sure Yes, we love you, Jesus, because <laughs> that's where they are right now. <laughs> um, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think we've really made our point about being present where your feet stand again. Um, and even though we've made all these goals and we have a lot of steps to get there in order to be financially free, in order to own... Um, like my goal, and end goal is to have a property management business, like I said, and manage other people's properties and my own properties and, and yeah. own probably about a hundred properties. Yeah, That's about, our goal. Like a hundred doors. Yeah. Um, that would be the end goal between my own properties and probably just family members. I don't know. We could get strangers on board. Who knows where the, the sky's the limit. I did set out on paper the other day. Um, I was on like a piece of scratch paper at work where I was supposed to be doing physical therapy, by the way. Um, it was on a break, maybe, um, where I put like a little, uh, what, like a chart, like a flow chart of like me at the top CEO. I uh, was like the, um, in charge of business financing and business development. I had Veronica as the lead agent, obviously. I had my dad as the uh, maintenance manager. My sister-in-law as like the office head person who answers the phone because I never answer the phone. Yeah. And just now Veronica told me, she's like, well, you know, when you have a property management business, you're going to have to answer the phone. I'm like, the fuck I will. Your sister's going to answer the phone. <laughs> yeah, we will have someone else that does that. <laughs> so I have, I have like a, a, a gross picture of what, what I want to happen. Um, but definitely along the way, you need to stop and smell the roses and, and appreciate yourself and your family and all <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so what she also is saying, if you're out there and you need to talk to either one of us about anything because you have questions, contact me, Veronica, <laughs> not C, because she won't answer the phone. She doesn't pay attention to messages. Like, I, do I don't even know how I talk to her sometimes, <laughs> honestly, like... No, the best time of day to call me is text message. <laughs> like, you never yeah. should phone call me. The best time of day <laughs> to call me is never. Yes, just text message. She'll always respond to a text. Yeah, but... or private. Like, right now we're renting a house, and I'm, I'm responding to texts, and I send emails out with the applications and stuff. Thank yeah. you very much. But as far as voice calls, whew, it's got to be something major if I want to pick up the phone and actually talk. 
and that's for me too. So <laughs> I'm like, one day I'm gonna be in a car accident, and oh, she's not gonna on. answer the phone, <laughs> and I'm gonna be calling our ten year old daughter who doesn't have a phone somehow, <laughs> and getting messages to her like, "Hey, I'm dying." <laughs> that's morbid, dude. It is, but it's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's the gist of everything: is be present where your feet stand. I don't know if you've seen a picture that floats around the internet. It's one of my favorite things is there people are at a parade and you can see everyone has their cell phones out and they're trying to video the parade or take pictures or whatever. And in between all that chaos of fucking phones, there's a little old lady who is just sitting there with her arms across the fence and she's just watching and she's being present where her feet stand. That's my favorite. I see it all the time and I like having that picture there when I see it just because it reminds me to pay attention to what's going on. You don't always have to take pictures and that's hard for me because I love taking pictures. You know, my <laughs> biggest fear is that I'm going to get old and well, let me phrase that. When I get old, <laughs> um, I'm going to have dementia or Alzheimer's and I'm not going to be able to remember anything. So that's why I like taking a lot of pictures because it kind of runs in my family. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes I have to put it away just so I can really experience what's going on with us and yeah, it doesn't matter how many pixels or HD you have on your phone. Like, the clarity in real life is a little bit better. Yeah. So just... It is. <laughs> Not everybody wants to watch the Christmas pageant from 1995, so... Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Put the phone down. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. So that's... It. Anything you take away from us chit-chatting <laughs> is, you know, be present where your feet stand. We've said it probably 50 times throughout this. Um... So just remember to take a look around and smell the roses or <laughs> enjoy the butterfly that goes past you, whatever it is. Yeah, you hug know. your kids, play catch. Cuddle with them at nighttime, whatever. Go help your parents take down Christmas stuff, like <laughs> do something to be present. Exactly. All right. Well, guys, we'll talk to you next week, I guess. Hopefully. <laughs> Bye. Bye.